want to make a podcast, Spotify has got a platform that lets you make one super easily, distribute it everywhere, and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&As and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I feel so supported in the creation and distribution of my show. Spotify for Podcasters hosts masterclasses, office hours, and more to help creators develop and fine-tune their skills. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. What's up, you guys? Welcome to or back to 8020. My name is Lily. I'm your host, Thanks for clicking on today's episode. I realized that I haven't done a QA episode since like November. And well, I guess we just skipped December. December was rocky and weird, and it just a lot went on in December. But um, I think it was like the first week of November that I did a QA. And obviously, it's been what, two months since the first week of November. So I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of stuff that I want to catch you guys up on. You guys had a lot of really good questions. This was like the most questions that I feel like I've ever gotten before. A lot of them were really interesting, um, to say the least. I feel like a lot of people asked me a lot of like icebreaker questions, which was kind of weird. But like, I don't know, questions that you would ask people like if you were meeting someone at like a conference or like a new class or something. Um, which I was kind of going for more of like a juicy Q&A, but a lot of you guys did ask me like juicy, good, insightful questions and I really appreciate those. So um, I'm excited to get into it. I'm a little stuffy, a little raspy today. I'm fine. I just have a stuffy nose. That's literally it. I'm not actually sick or anything. Like I'm totally fine. Um, You're gonna have to deal with my little stuffy nose. I might like cut out all the parts where I'm like blowing my nose or like I have a tickle in my throat and I cough or something like that. I feel like I always have these little edits that I make and I'm trying to get better at just letting myself talk and not cutting out all kinds of stuff that I think is useless but then again I start to ramble and then I cut out the rambling part. I also cut out the parts where like the chair squeaks or my dog barks. Gabby's been barking at nothing all day. I'm convinced that she can see ghosts or something because she's just been barking at nothing all afternoon and I talk to her and I tell her that it's fine and I shut the blinds but she just keeps barking so I swear she's barking at like a ghost or like a spirit or something that's or like an angel like visiting me I don't know I feel like animals have that like extra sense they just know things and dogs are just so smart like I am blown away at Gabby's vocabulary like she she's a black lab if you guys didn't know this but she's just so smart our dog Roe is really really smart too she's just old so she doesn't like she just hangs out she doesn't bark she doesn't make noise she's honestly such an amazing dog 
and she's so chill like she's the most easygoing dog ever I feel like labs are pretty easygoing anyway but she's super easygoing and she just chills like she perks up if Gabby barks but that's it she doesn't really talk she doesn't do anything which is totally fine but Gabby's just like off the rails also Gabby's a puppy so that's why but anyway tangent um let's just go ahead and get into some questions um that you guys asked me if you don't follow me on instagram already you totally should because that is where i have you guys asking me questions and i put up a lot of different places that you can ask me questions this time because i feel like only certain people see certain posts i only see like certain people's posts in feed i only see certain people's stories i only see certain people's like other accounts for example, I have my regular Instagram, which is Lily Rayco, and then I have the podcast Instagram, which is 8020pod. I don't even see my own podcast Instagram posts. Like, I go search for them to repost them on my story, but they don't come up in my feed, which is so weird and, like, annoying. But anyway, I posted a lot of different options for people to ask me questions. I did a feed post, I put it in the DMs, I put it on the stories, so if you ever want to ask me a question... Just follow me and hopefully you'll see one of those places to ask me a question. I've actually been posting a lot more on Instagram recently too, which is kind of fun. I'm trying to post a reel every day. I took off this past Saturday and Sunday because I was doing yoga teacher training. Also, that's why there wasn't a new episode because I was at yoga teacher training um, or a new episode Monday because I was at yoga training and you guys know I've talked about this before, but it's just really important to me that I give... 100% of my attention to that and then Monday I kind of use as a recovery day because it's a lot physically emotionally mentally and I want to obviously give that my all because I'm investing a lot of time a lot of money it's really important to me so no episode on Mondays of yoga teacher training weekends we only have three more weekends which is wild how quickly it's going but yeah that's why there was no new episode on Monday and also why I didn't post on Instagram Saturday Sunday But other than that, I'm trying to post a reel every day and I've been doing fantastic so far. So that's really good. Um, Well, in my opinion, fantastic, at least just keeping up with the posting. The quality of the content I feel like is like fun for just like little like day in my life reels or like inspiring reels. And I'm just trying to like have more fun with it. I'm not really posting on YouTube much anymore. So I feel like I wanted to step up my Instagram game and just kind of give you guys like insight into what I'm doing in my day-to-day life without it being a very long video on Instagram or anything like that. And I just feel like reels are fun. It's like fun to see little clips and snippets of people's days and not have it be like this long drawn out YouTube video of me talking about my coffee for like 10 minutes. And I don't know, I just, YouTube is just a different beast and I am just very much um, moving away from that season of my life. I had done YouTube for five years and it's just kind of not my favorite thing to do anymore, which I feel like we'll talk about this a little bit because I got questions about like how to find your purpose in life and like is it okay to change your mind and all this stuff. And so I'm going to talk more about that today. But long story short, I've really been enjoying Instagram and obviously enjoying the podcast. This is my favorite platform out of anything that I do. This is my favorite platform because I get to just talk to you guys and have genuine conversations. And I feel like I can be so much more transparent on the podcast than I can be 
on any other platform and Instagram people are just kind of like judgy and YouTube was just weird and the podcast is just so much more fun and like I don't even read the reviews I mean I listen on Spotify so I don't think Spotify is even does reviews but I know that they do rates but they don't do reviews and then Apple Podcast does reviews but honestly I don't even read those because it doesn't really doesn't even matter to me like I just love this podcast and this platform so much that I'm sure if someone had something important to tell me about the podcast it would get back to me eventually. As I'm recording this it is January 11th On January 15th, my cookbook called Fuel Your Body, Fuel Your Soul is officially out. I like don't even have the words to describe how like excited and pumped I am. I feel like I say, oh, I'm so pumped all the time. But truly, like this is the most excited I've ever been. Even if I don't sound super excited, like I said, I'm not feeling like 10,000% today, but I am so incredibly just grateful for the response that I received on the cookbook so far and if you guys have not pre-ordered your copy um, or ordered your copy depending on like when you're listening to this you can do that on lilyrico.com slash shop so I just wanted to say thank you so much to anybody who's pre-ordered the cookbook or if it's past January 15th thank you for ordering the cookbook and downloading it and just making it a part of your life for anybody who's new and listening Or maybe you've never heard me talk about the cookbook, but this has been something that I've been working on with my mom for the past over a year now. We started at the fall of 2020. Wow, that's actually wild to think about. The fall of 2020, um, we were in the kitchen and we had been cooking together ever since I had moved back home um, after my fall semester sophomore year 2019. So we've been cooking together for like six months at that point and she looked at me and she was like, what does it take to write a cookbook? Because we would come up with all of these fun recipes, easy things to make, and young people don't have cookbooks. Like all the cookbooks on the shelves are written for like middle-aged women or like very specific diets and we wanted to create something that was simple, easy, for 20-something women, recipes that actually make you feel good and that don't require all these fancy ingredients or fancy tools. And so from that day, we started writing. So every single time that we were in the kitchen, we wrote down all the foods that we created and the recipes that we used. And it, it was a year of trial and error. We kept everything in a pink notebook. Cooking was just something or is still something that we just love to do together. And so all of these recipes are filled with love which is really corny to say but everything is truly made with love and written with love and this is just a book that I hope changes your life. I feel like this was so out of order. I had like notes of like cookbook related things that I wanted to talk about but that's kind of I guess the backstory behind the cookbook plus why we wrote it and who it's for. (laughs) Almost the who, what, when, where, why but long story short my mom and I wrote a cookbook And it's either out, if you're listening to this after the 15th, or it will be out if you're listening to this before the 15th. And you can order it or you can pre-order it. It is $22. There's a reason for that. I actually wanted to talk about um, my reasoning behind the price. 
So I feel like there are obvious reasons. First off, it's officially coming out in 2022. I'm going to turn 22 this year. Um, I have a good feeling about this year or my 22nd year. And crazy enough, I had been seeing 222 pretty much everywhere um, leading up to the cookbook launch. And my mom and I were sitting in the kitchen about a month before the cookbook pre-order was going to open in December and we were talking about pricing for the cookbook and we were like okay obviously it's an ebook we want it to be affordable we want people to still feel like they are investing in a good piece of you know educational material um what should the pricing be and I said honestly mom I've just been seeing 222 everywhere I feel like we should make it 22 dollars and I looked down on my phone and sure as shit, it was, you like, I literally cannot make this up. It was 2.22 o'clock, like two o'clock, the 22nd minute of the two o'clock hour. <laughs> I, I mean, it was just, you can't make this shit up. And so we're like, okay, $22 it is. And it's absolutely fitting because... 22 or 222, you know, double twos, triple twos, is the number of precision and balance. In its full capacity, the number is the master builder, which means that it provides the power to achieve almost impossible things, which is literally the premise of the cookbook, um, is to teach people how, how to eat well in a world or in a lifestyle, like in your 20s, Um, is a very typically unhealthy time in people's lives. So it was only fitting that the cookbook was $22 because the cookbook is going to help women achieve feeling good in their mind, body, and soul by fueling their mind, body, and soul. What's cool about this ebook is that it's not just a cookbook. Yes, there's 40 plus recipes that are going to make you feel amazing, Um, but there's also educational materials at the beginning there is a three-day fuel challenge which will help you take action on the things that you read about in the cookbook there's grocery lists there's worksheets there's templates there's journal prompts there's all kinds of really good stuff that sets you up for success if you want to download the cookbook you can go to lilyraco.com shop it should be the first thing on my shop page like I said, it's an ebook, so you can access it from your phone. And that way you always have it, like if you're at a friend's house or maybe you're traveling. So links to all of that will be in the show notes. Thank you so much to anybody who's already downloaded the cookbook. I hope that you're enjoying it. And for those of you who have not yet, I cannot wait for you to get your hands on this. So let's go ahead and answer some questions. Because that's what you guys really came here for. Um, first question is I'm about to graduate college, but I still don't know what I want to do with my life. How do you have it all figured out? Um, that's a great question. And I think that there's a huge misconception, especially just with the college culture. I don't know how it is like in other places, but I know the college that I went to puts a huge amount of pressure on their students to have like these big huge corporate jobs by the time that they graduate and the school that I went to before I transferred had a commitment that you were going to have a job which is great like obviously 
the point is to graduate and get a job and be successful and whatnot. Like everybody wants that. But they had a commitment that you were either going to get a job by the time you were out or they would come back and give you like an extra semester or they would hire you or something like that. But you had to like check all these boxes in order to get that and like no one actually did all the things that they were supposed to do to like fulfill this commitment. But anyway, it just kind of goes to show how there's so much pressure on you to get a good job like as soon as you come out of college. And while there's nothing wrong with that, I mean, I think that it's great that everybody wants to be successful and everybody wants to have these great big jobs. I think that all it does is perpetuate this feeling of, oh my gosh, I have to have it all figured out while I'm so young. You guys, I'm 21 and I probably will not still be doing the same things that I'm doing now as I will in like 10 years. And I don't think that I have it all figured out right now. I know that I don't have it all figured out right now. Every single day, I feel like I learn more about myself. And that's kind of just part of being a young person. And I've just accepted the fact that I'm constantly growing, constantly changing. And from the outside, I feel like maybe that comes across as like inconsistency or maybe like (laughs) wishy-washiness to some degree. I don't know if that's the right word for it. But I've gotten DMs and comments before that's like, oh, you always change your mind. You never follow through with things. You're never this. You're never that. It's not that I'm not committed to certain things. I'm just slowly figuring out what I'm supposed to do with my life. But people are watching me do it. And so to some people, like whoever asked me this question obviously looks at me as someone who has my shit together which is super nice and really kind and some days I feel like I have my shit together but other days I feel like those rude dms that are like oh you're so wishy-washy you never do this you never do that some days I do feel that way but that's just kind of part of growing up right I don't think that we're supposed to have it all figured out and it's kind of like I don't know it just sucks that the system makes you think that when you turn 18 you're supposed to know what you want to do so you can go to college and pursue that major and then you graduate and then you can get that job and like climb the ladder but I don't really I've never really given into that to be honest with you guys I've always kind of just like danced to the beat of my own drum and the sooner you become okay with growing at your own pace And figuring out life at your own pace, life gets a lot better. So it's totally okay not to know what you want to do with your life. I think I just figured out what I wanted to do with my life. Or what I want to do with my life. Like last month. And I feel like all of that is going to change next month. (laughs) And that's just kind of how it goes when you're young. And you're playing with trial and error. And growing. And just stepping into the person that you're supposed to be. I also think that it's okay to change like later in life. I'm, I come from a very entrepreneurial family and both of my parents have held multiple different types of jobs, I mean different careers, not even different jobs, but different careers that all intertwine somehow but have like different interests and different things and different clienteles and I don't know, I just, I I don't think that you're stuck in one career your whole life. I think that the days of climbing the corporate ladder are gone. So I don't think that you need to have it all figured out right out of college or have it figured out in college. I don't think that that's true. 
what wellness trends do you support and which ones do you really dislike? This is kind of a fun question. Um, kind of putting me on the spot though. Honestly, this is going to be such a boring answer. I really don't keep up with the wellness trends. I really don't. I just experiment with myself and I do what works for me. Um, I don't know, like a, a wellness trend. I don't even know like what's quote trendy right now. Things that work for me, I don't know, maybe like ice rolling. Ice rolling what really works for me. Oh, I have a trend. It's more of like a beauty trend than anything. If Lexi were here, we could totally go into depth about this because we would bounce off of each other. Lexi's my little sister for those of you who don't know, but um, we totally just bounce off of each other with these kinds of things. But a beauty trend that I don't really like is when people get their eyebrows like laminated upward so they're like spiky. I don't really like that. I think that people are going to look back on that. Eyebrows have very weird trends <laughs> to begin with, but like People are going to look back on that and think about like that big, like wavy, thin eyebrow that people used to do. But right now it's kind of like keep your eyebrows bushy and like laminate them upward. I don't really like that. I kind of enjoy more of a timeless look. I've always been that way. And I just don't really like the spiky eyebrow. Not really for me. A trend that I like is food combining, which I'm going to get flack for that. But I do like food combining. I think that it's incredibly beneficial for people who have digestive issues. Um, it's an Ayurvedic way of eating. Ayurveda is the oldest medicine system, the first medicine system. And food combining is rooted in just eating certain food groups together because they digest easier. Some people like to argue that that's not true. Um, if you've ever had digestive issues and tried food combining, it will probably work for you because it kind of just makes sense. Like you try to eat your foods lightest to heaviest and I don't know, maybe I'll link some cool like books on food combining and stuff in the description, but I think that it's a really interesting way of, um, of eating. I don't follow it all the time, but when I had my worst IBS symptoms and my worst gut health problems um, a couple years ago, I started with food combining and it changed my life and I haven't had digestive issues since. I've since started eating differently, but because I healed myself through food combining, I'm fine eating the way that I do now. So that's a trend that I really like that got a lot of flack, but I really, really, really do like food combining. How do you find lasting friendships in high school or college? Great question. To be totally transparent, I do not talk to people from high school. My dog is growling. I don't know if you guys can hear that or not, but she's growling. Like I said, she's growling at literally nothing. She's very protective over me too. Like when I'm home alone, she really kicks it in the high, high gear, high alert. <laughs> She's very, very protective over me, which I appreciate. I enjoy having a protective dog. I feel so much safer at night. Like, I do not think that anything bad would happen to me if Gabby's with me. And I don't think that anybody would mess with me if they see Gabby. I think that they'd be scared of her. This is very off topic. Um, okay, how to make lasting friendships in high school or college. I think that you can find friends anywhere and it doesn't have to just be in high school. It doesn't just have to be in college. I really don't talk to many people from high school because I didn't really have the best high school experience. I didn't really enjoy myself in high school. Um, I really didn't feel like I had like a solid friend group in high school at all. But I just kind of, I mean, I had friends and there's people who I, if I saw them in like the grocery store or something, I'd still be super friendly with. 
but I didn't have like a solid friend group that I really loved to spend time with. Um, in college, things were so much different. I definitely think that college, you're more apt to find people that you vibe with a lot better than high school because depending on what school you go to, like there's more people and you can involve yourself in things that are more specific towards your interests. And that's a much easier way to make friends. And I still talk to a ton of people from the first college that I went to. I think that you can make friends anywhere. It doesn't just have to be in a school. You can make friends in like a gym. You can make friends in some sort of like religious thing that you like to participate in. You can make friends... I mean, even just going to a coffee shop, like if you go to a certain coffee shop and you work there all the time and you see someone who also works there all the time, strike up a conversation with them or I found that the best friends that I've made were not in a school environment. They were in a more like interest-based environment. You could also meet friends through other friends too. That's a great way to do it. Like if you've moved to a new city or maybe you want to get more involved in a certain thing ask your friends if they know of anybody who also lives in that city or is involved in that certain thing and see if they can like connect the two of you. And if your friends don't know of anyone who you might gel with, use social media. Look up the location of the place that you're moving to and DM people who live there or I mean don't be like creepy about it, but like maybe you know someone mutually or like on someone's profile you can also see like who else follows them that you know. Maybe you can say, "Oh, I know this person. You know, let's get together and grab coffee because you also know that person." Like, I don't know, don't make it weird, don't make it creepy, but like use social media to help you develop friendships as well okay kind of going off of that last one this is like a really interesting question do you enjoy meeting or interacting with followers i love meeting followers i think that it's the coolest thing it's even cooler when i get to meet a client in person um, which has only happened once actually i met her in person once and then she became my client later on but that was like still so surreal to meet her i hate calling you guys followers too like subscribers listeners all cool things. I don't really like to use the term followers. I feel like that's like weird and like idolizing me because I definitely do not feel like I'm above you guys in any way, shape, or form. Why don't you share as much as you used to online? I miss when you used to vlog everything every day. Good question. <laughs> um, I think as I've gotten older, I have, I don't want to say like exclusive, but I guess maybe just cautious of the things that I share online. Um, I started my social media channels when I was 17 and thank goodness I am not the, still the same person that I was when I was 17. Um, but obviously just with growing and changing and learning who I am, um, I need to be protective over just like certain things in my life that I don't really feel like sharing or that just aren't really open to public opinion. Like there are things that I don't share online because I don't think that everybody else needs to have a say in them. And in this world of constant communication and people sharing what seems like everything all the time, when I stopped filming a lot on YouTube and when I just kind of became more like conscious of the things that I was both like sharing and consuming, I just kind of like got to a place where I only wanted to share what felt right and what feels right to share 
online is what I mostly share on Instagram and that's like my health and wellness content and also part of this too is like people only saw me as a college YouTuber for such a long time and when I was changing so much and growing so much and like going through my nutrition school and like and learning how to be a better version of me all that people were commenting was like where's the college content all they wanted to know is like where I was transferring and like when I was gonna like move out and get my own place and like do all these things and like check all these boxes that I didn't want to put myself in that category anymore and I just became a lot more private and to some degree like yeah it kind of sucks because like a handful of people were super nosy and like I don't know ruined it for everybody but at the same time it kind of encouraged me to be more private and I kind of like it that way like I don't post about my relationship I don't post about school I don't post about like where I am until I've left and I kind of like being a little bit more private and sometimes an element of mystery is never a bad thing and I like to share what I'm up to when it's done so like great example I have a lot of things going on in the works right now you will not know about it until it's done and a theme for me this year was to make more moves and less announcements And that just gives me the time and energy and the space to to make decisions and mess up and learn from them and then make better decisions without worrying about being in the public eye doing that and getting everybody else's commentary on those decisions. Next question is goals or intentions that you've set for 2022. I did a whole episode on this, like my goal setting, my intention setting, my word of the year. Um, So you guys can go listen to that. But something that I didn't share in that episode that I actually saw a couple days ago on Instagram that I really, really liked was the idea of going on a strict energy diet. It was just a reel that popped up on my feed, so I'm not really sure like who to give credit to. The idea of an energy diet is just being really mindful of how you spend your energy and making sure that you're participating in more energy givers than energy drainers. And I really liked this idea because we talk about, you know, diets with food and habits and stuff, but what most people tend to neglect is where their focus is, like where their mindset is and where they're spending the most energy. And so I really took this idea of an energy diet and I ran with it and I wrote down just a couple things that I wanted to do every day while on this like energy diet and this kind of ties in with the last question too like being more private and only sharing what I want to share because that's actually the first thing um, on this energy diet kind of checklist and and I kind of adapted what the girl on Instagram said and I wish that I knew what her account was but it's like long gone I like saw this thing I saw this like real and I immediately went to my notes app and just jotted down all these things that I wanted to do as far as like my quote energy diet goes Um, So the first thing at the very top of the list is be mindful of what you share and what you consume. And I feel like what you consume is a pretty obvious one. Like you always want to be mindful that you're consuming things that make you happy and you're following positive accounts and stuff, but also what you share and what you put out into the world. Because when I turn on the microphone or when I open the Instagram app or when I prepare to share something, someone out there is going to receive that. And if I don't have good intentions, if that, if the energy behind the content that I'm creating isn't good, whoever receives that piece of content isn't going to feel good either. And I've always, always, always been a huge believer in quality over quantity. But if I'm being 
mindful of my energy. If I'm on a strict energy diet, I need to be really careful with the energy that I put into the things that I create. And I need to make sure that when you're listening to a podcast or when you're watching a reel on Instagram or when you're tapping through my Instagram stories, those things have good intentions behind them, good energy. Those pieces of content are delivering you good energy rather than draining you of energy. Like, have you ever turned on a podcast and the first thing that the person says is like a complaint or you turn on a TV show and it's just like dark and gloomy? I turn that shit off. I turn it off right away. If I turn on a podcast and the person is complaining, I turn that shit off so fast because I don't want that. If I open Instagram and people are posting about like, oh, I'm so down in the dumps today. I'm so sick. Like pictures of themselves crying. I unfollow them. I do. And it's sad, but I unfollow them so freaking fast because there's a difference between being real online and being authentic online and robbing people of their time and energy. And for me, content that is just down in the dumps, negative, crying, sobbing, complaining, that robs me of my time and energy. And that's something that's next on the energy diet checklist is unfollow accounts that disrupt my peace. Another thing, another item on the checklist is spend more time on positivity. So whether that be online, in real life, if I catch myself complaining or catch myself gossiping or catch myself bitching about something, flip the switch and just think, shut up. We're not going to do this right now. We're going to figure out a way to look positively at the situation or we're not going to look at it at all. I decided to set a screen time limit for myself because I feel better when I spend less time on my screen and um, it's kind of hard to do because I do work in social media and I meet most of my clients between a screen, actually all of my clients between a screen and I connect with you guys via the screen and it's hard to set screen time limits when it's literally your whole life. But I made a commitment to myself to spend no more than two hours on Instagram every day. And obviously Instagram is work, but kind of just be more mindful if I catch myself mindlessly scrolling or like not bring my phone into the bathroom and like scrolling between like steps in my skincare or like scrolling if I'm going to the bathroom or something and not bringing my phone down into the kitchen when I'm eating breakfast and just kind of being a lot more intentional with where I spend time scrolling on my phone um, and not bringing it to those places that's going to encourage me to just like mindlessly scroll. This includes my bed too. I've gotten one of those sunrise alarm clocks. Lexi actually gave that to me for Christmas and um, I don't really like to have my phone by my bed anymore because it doesn't really bring me good vibes. So I don't do it. So that is kind of my energy diet, my strict energy diet that I have been trying to follow for the past couple days. Um, I feel like I'm going to add more to this list as the days go on or take things away. I've also tried to be really intentional about journaling. Every morning I've been doing my meditations and my journaling. And if I don't get it done in the morning, I try to do it before I go to bed. But just kind of being really protective of my energy. A good place to start too, and I did this before I even made my checklist, but write down all the things that give you good energy and then do more of those things and write down all the things that don't give you good energy. These are energy drainers um, and do less of those things. I feel like anytime I do a Q&A, I get questions on how to get motivated, what habits to start doing to live my best life, all this kind of stuff. 
and I have the same answer every time, but I know that not everybody listens to every single episode, Um, but if you do, you know exactly what I'm going to say. It's not about motivation, it's about commitment. If you can't commit to doing things that you want to do to be the best version of yourself, you need to look a lot deeper and figure out what's going on. Maybe this will be something that I add into my energy diet too, but not leaving room for inconsistency, not leaving room for lack of commitment, not leaving room for flaky people. And so anytime someone asks me this question, it kind of like lights a little fire inside me because I feel like a broken record when I say this. But there's nothing that I could say, nothing that I can do that will make you more motivated than you could make yourself. And a lot of people are not going to like hearing this, but it's true. And I have this conversation with myself all the freaking time. But you can sit around all day long and say, oh, I'm not motivated to do this. I'm just not motivated to work out. You can blame it on the weather. You can blame it on your mood. You can blame it on other people. But until you take accountability for your own lack of commitment, nothing's going to change. Nothing is going to change. And that's so hard to hear. I had this conversation with a client the other day too, and it's a hard conversation to have because you're asking people to look deep down inside of them and figure out where this lack of commitment's coming from. Like, is it a lack of self-love? Do you not think that you're worthy enough to stay committed to your goals? Does it come from laziness? Are you too lazy to reach your goals? Do they not actually matter to you? It's kind of a loaded question. So if you're feeling like a little, I don't know, like pissed at me for saying that, that's okay. If you're feeling a little triggered, that's okay. But do something with that feeling. Because it's not an easy conversation to have with yourself. It's really not. I, I have it a lot. I have it quite frequently, to be honest with you. And I ask myself, am I too lazy for this for this goal? Do I actually care about this goal? Is this a goal that I want or is this a goal that someone else wants for me? And once you figure out why you actually want this thing, why you want to be committed to this thing, it's a lot easier to get than motivated to do this thing. But until you have those conversations with yourself or write it in a journal or um, sit there with your voice memos and like talk it out loud, nothing's going to change. You're going to continue to look for motivation in all the wrong places. Oh, this is a good question. Where do you see your brand going in the next five years? Honestly, I don't know. This might kind of round out the podcast back to our first original question, but I don't know. And that's okay. Um, The social media landscape changes so quickly and things that work right now might not work five years from now or I might be in a totally different like industry five years from now I have no way to know that and I've been trying really hard I used to be such a huge planner I used to have like my whole life planned out especially in high school I would make like these big elaborate plans and you know I'm gonna do this by this age and have this by this age and None of that really actually goes well. (laughs) And I think that if you're not flexible, just especially in today's world, if you're not flexible, you're going to be really, really, really disappointed. And it's not that I don't have like hopes and dreams or that I'm not intentional with my actions to set me up for a bright future, but I'm at like such a flexible place in my life that I'm okay with 
a lot of different things happening five years from now. Like five years ago, I would not have expected to be where I am today. So how can I then expect to be in a certain place five years from now if I don't know what my life is going to look like, where I'm going to live, what I'm going to be doing, who my friends are going to be, all that stuff. I have no way of knowing that. I feel like everyone is in such a transitional period in life because most of these questions were about plans for the future or like advice on not knowing what I'm supposed to do with my life. Like honestly, if you're feeling any certain way about the future, know that you're not alone and that hundreds of other people feel this way too because you guys asked me so many similar questions just about like not knowing what I'm supposed to do with my future and being being okay with change. Um, there's another really good one that I just saw that I wanted to touch on really quick. Um, oh, tips for a smooth transition between periods of life. This is good because I'm about to go through a big transition, I feel like. I definitely think that when you know who you are as a person, like you know your values, you know the habits that make you feel good, you know the people that have your back, it makes changing things like school, career, moving, all those things a lot easier. And so just get really clear on like your routine and the things that make you feel good. So whether this is like meditation or journaling or moving your body, I feel like a broken record when I say it, but really those acts of self-care are going to help keep you grounded and keep you feeling good throughout this transition in your life. Yeah, major theme of this episode is transitions and changing and growing and a lot of us are in the same boat right now, so don't feel alone in this big, wide, crazy world. Um, we're all kind of going through a very transformative period in life. I just, I can feel it. I know it. I see it. I hear you guys. I love you guys. Um, thank you to anyone who submitted a question. If you ever have a question between now and the next time I post about recording a Q&A episode, please send it to me on DM. I'll screenshot it and I'll answer it in the next podcast. Um, my DMs are always open. I love chatting with you guys there. If you've ever sent me a DM, you know that I love talking to you on DM. I'm not gonna lie, I'm kind of behind on DMs. I feel like I'm behind in my entire life right now. Hopefully I can get this podcast episode edited by Thursday, but then again, who knows? Um, but yeah, if I have not responded to your DM and you've DM'd me within the past like week or so, I'm getting back to everybody very slowly, but it's happening. Same thing with my inbox. I actually just got my inbox down to zero last night which was incredible such a good feeling but then I woke up this morning and it just like all my hard work went went to shed basically but that's fine because that's just how the world works um but yeah just know that I'm getting back to everybody slowly but surely I took some time off between like Christmas and New Year's and stuff and while that was so amazing I just always feel so behind when I take time off and I just kind of feel like I'm like drowning and getting back into everything. So that's where I'm at right now. Um, I love you guys a lot. Thank you for listening. I hope that you liked this long Q&A episode. I want to start making my episodes longer. I just have to be in like a really chatty mood. Today I was feeling really chatty, maybe because I had a lot of client calls today and I just was in a chatty mood. But most days when I record the podcast, I'm like zen out. I kind of just get to the point and then get it over with. I don't know. Let me know what you guys like better. Two episodes a week or one long episode a week? Because that's been something that I've been thinking about a lot lately. Do I want to do just one long episode each week or do we like two? 
or do we want to do one long episode and then maybe a couple Mondays here and there for like a little meditation, journaling type episode? I don't know. Let me know what you guys like the best, what you think, what you want, how you feel. I'm sure different people will have different opinions on what I should do for season four, but I always love to hear your feedback and obviously the show is for you and I wouldn't be able to do the show without you. So just let me know what you guys think. If you want a longer episode or two shorter episodes every week, I don't know. Let me know. I think that that's kind of it for today's episode. Thanks so much for listening. I love you guys so much. Have a great rest of your week or your weekend. Don't forget to order the cookbook. A link will be in the show notes. I love you guys lots and I will talk to you next time. Bye.